0: It's your boy Natty Free. I'm gonna welcome y'all back to the Hecca Dangerous Podcast. As always, I want to thank y'all for liking, sharing, subscribing, commenting, all that stuff you do. We enjoy a really, really great podcast. This is episode 80, and I am truly blessed and honored to still be the chosen vessel that gets to steward over this here ministry called the Hecca Dangerous Podcast. As you heard in my very long intro, this is episode 80 of the podcast, and um. We live in a very arbitrary and culture where we love round numbers, right? Like we, we have, you know, uh, dirty thirties we have, you know, f- you know, we celebrate round numbers. And so, um, it is nothing short of a blessing of a miracle for this podcast to be at episode 80 and inching up to a uh, triple digit episodes. You know, um, it's a blessing, you know, but, I don't look at this episode as more of a blessing than episode 79 was or episode 13. They're all blessings. They're all miracles, especially if you know the testimony, the story, the, uh, the, you know, the journey that this podcast has been on. Um, when I look at the number 80, 80 episodes, I just am reminded of God's goodness, God's faithfulness um, and how God, sticks to his promises, and he doesn't forsake us, you know? I don't know who needs to hear this, but in life, there will be times where you feel like you are forsaken. You feel like you are alone. You You start to question, did God really say that? Maybe God didn't promise me that job. Maybe God didn't promise me that house. Maybe I'm not supposed to be with this person. Maybe I'm not supposed to do this or do that. And I want you to know that he's, he's still working. He's working. You know, um, a lot of times we have in our mind how things should go, you know, or how we think things will go. And, you know, scripture says that his thoughts aren't like ours. Right. And so, although, although we may go through things that we prefer not to go through, it's for our good, you know, um, I think about how, (laughs) walk with me on this one. I think about how as parents we're always trying to um, teach our kids a lesson. We're always trying to, you know, do something right. And so um, I bought Jackson this uh, kid's Bible and it's a really good Bible. You know, it goes through different stories, but I like how at the end there's, and there's throughout the the book, there's interactive questions to uh, help your child meditate and to um, really dive deeper into what they just read. And so um, they were talking about Joseph and how, you know, his brothers had, you know, sold him to slavery and, you know, so on and so forth. You know, if you, you know, you have to read it, but you know how that bad thing was intended for good. Right. And, and the, you know, how they intended, how they, they intended to use something for bad, but God used that bad thing for good. Right. And so, um, it was so profound because I was talking to Jackson and uh, one of the questions were, what is something What's a bad thing that God has used for good? And I had an obvious answer in my mind, you know, but it was crazy to hear him say it. he said um, a bad thing that God used for good was my dad leaving us because we got to meet you. And I was just stunned. I was stuck. I just, I just was, you know, because, you know, he's seven, right, and so you just never know, right? But I was just stunned, you know, and just, just, I was, right, right now I'm at a loss for words as I reflect on it. But um, I, I say all that to say that something in one season will be terrible, will be horrible, it, it, it will be your worst nightmare, it, it will be treacherous will be a blessing in a whole nother season. Right. You know, there's so many things I could think of that I've been through in my life that in the moment sucked, um, in the moment where were not my favorite moments, but in the long run, were blessings. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I think about the times where I think about the, the time span between my car being repossessed and, you know, uh, Ivana and Jay's bringing me, uh, Sasha, right? You know, I think about that that window of time of 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 humility, you know, just reminding me um of stewardship. You know, I was I was getting stuff, I wasn't taking care of stuff, you know, I wasn't taking care of my responsibilities. I wasn't um I was just living however I wanted to live, you know, you know, thinking consequences wouldn't come, thinking I was above that, you know. And so it's just a beautiful thing, you know, how those how he uses those things so um i don't know what people may be going through in your life but just know that those things are those things could be used for good you know um even hardships in your marriage you know um hardships in your marriage are a great opportunity for you and your family to draw closer to him um hardships in your marriage are a great time for you and your partner to grow in a certain space you know um you know, uh, the hardships in your relate in your in your relationship, your marriage, whatever it may be, are times to extend grace. You know, there are times that um, I want to respond with anger, that I want to, um, you know, retaliate. You know, I want to do something that is not God honoring, and it's an opportunity for me to extend grace. It's an opportunity for me um, to to show up. You know, we all have our own personal traumas, right, and so. You know, there are certain situations that we encounter and um, we're able to have a chance to heal. You know what I'm saying? Like we can. Anywho, man, let me not get too deep into that. But I just want to I just want to reflect on just how great God has been. Um, we're 80 episodes in and I just thank him for that. Um, just that crazy journey we've been on. But. I'm gonna get into the podcast. There's a couple of there's like three things I want to talk about. Um the first thing I want to talk about is um community. In this walk, you need community. You know, um I recently rejoined um a community of faith, and it was the best decision that I've made in a long time. Um I'm a big believer that your life has to re- your decisions need to reflect where you're going right so if i'm trying to be a better father my friendships should reflect that the people that i choose right like there's certain people that i don't kick it with no more because they aren't they weren't conducive to where i'm going and i don't think they're bad people inherently but they're not um can, they're not helpful for the path I'm trying to go down right like if I'm trying to be a better husband I don't need to be around people who are telling me to uh you know spend my cash frivolously I don't need to be around people who are um encouraging me to cheat you know what I'm saying that's not what I need to be around right and so uh I take I take um I take what God has called me to be and what God has called me to steward over very seriously, maybe sometimes too seriously, but I take, I take it very seriously because I know how important it is to the Lord. I know how important it is to him, my stewardship over my wife, my children, my finances, my job, you know, the stuff that he's given me. Um, I know how important it is, you know, um, being a a, a hu- being a husband isn't simply just um having sex, kisses, um buying roses um on Valentine's Day. Being a husband is it, so much more. Being a dad, um being a father figure, whatever you want to call it, um it's not simply just uh changing diapers and making lunches and things like that or whatever. There's so much more spiritual that goes into it, right? Like there's a lot of physical things you got to take care of, right? There's so much more to it, you know? And so for me, um, a big first step in me um, growing and doing better was joining a, a community of faith, you know, um, being around believers who are also experiencing these things. And I can't tell you how refreshing it's been to go to service and talk to one of the elders, you know, and just... uh be encouraged you know my first time going back to city church um it was just I was just met with love and hugs and you know um my auntie in Christ laid hands on me just prayed for me right there I didn't even ask her to pray for me but she knew you know what I'm saying she knew what I, she knew that my heart was heavy you know and so uh it's just so important you know we're, we're created to be in unity right like um, you think about, you think about Jesus, you know, on his journey, how he went and got disciples, right? If Jesus didn't do this walk alone, if Jesus had disciples with him, who am I to think that I won't need people to to go along with me in this journey, right? I think about um, how, this, how the scripture said we're one body, we're the body of Christ. We're not, you know what I'm saying? Sure, um, a leg can walk without a foot, but what's going to happen when that leg arrives to the destination and needs to open the door? You know, a hand can could, could pick up many of things without a foot, but what what happens when that hand needs to get across the room to pick something else up? Does that make sense? <laughs> um, so the body needs each other. The body needs each other. No, No matter how um no matter how much that separate organism can function without the other organisms there's a limit to it there's a limit to it you you get you, i don't know if that that hand foot thing makes sense to you but there's what I'm saying is there's a limit to how much you could do you can do stuff separate of the body you can do things separate of Christ but you're only gonna make it so far right and so um yeah. I just really am happy to be back in community. Um, I think that discipline, that rhythm is great. You know what I'm saying? Um, to have a set rhythm, you know, um, I was talking to my brother in Christ, and it hits different when you are in person, in the room, in the house of the Lord, as opposed to, you know, YouTube, you know, Facebook, whatever. Um, you can just do whatever you want to do, you can lounge around. There's so many times I watch sermons and I'm driving, I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm moving around. And anytime you're doing something else, you're devoting your attention. No matter how much you think you're devoting your attention to something, if you're doing multiple things, you're divvying out your attention, right? And so um, I'm just really appreciative to be in that space, you know, to know that on Sundays, you know, when um, I've had a long week that I could... Um, count on my brothers and sisters To be there for encouragement That I could count on a hug From Uncle Grandpa, you know what I'm saying And it just Does a lot for my soul, you know um, I, I knew something wasn't right <laughs> I knew something was missing And when I walked through that door um, There it was, you know But I just want to encourage you all You know, to get involved In a community You can't do this alone, you know you can't, and you shouldn't, you know what I'm saying? And you don't have to, right? So, um, you know, I just want to encourage you to find a community of faith. Um, it's been a big blessing for me. Um, It's always been a big blessing for me, and I'm just glad that the Lord has uh worked on my heart and brought me back uh, to this space. And speaking of uh, community of faith, I want to talk about um, just taking care of ourselves, you know, um, take care of yourself, you know? A car is no good without gas, without oil, right? And so we have to look at ourselves the same way, right? We need that spiritual gas, that spiritual oil, you know? Like, if your car has no gasoline in it, it's no use to you. It can't get you to work. It can't get you to the store. It can't get you to wherever you need to go. It's no use, And um, that's how we are spiritually. And so um, I'm getting to a space where I have to, I'm trying to make it where I can find time to just stop. Um, This world is so busy. We got all these apps. We got all these, um, you know, all this technology. We got all this stuff around us that's so loud. And I was talking to my brother um, in Christ, and he was just saying how, he had to start muting stuff, you know, like he was saying how, um, pastor said, it's kind of like, you got to look at kind of like, um, if you're trying to sleep and the TV's on and that noise is bothering you, what do you do? You mute it or you turn it off. And that's what I'm learning to do spiritually is that learning how to mute and turn things off. Like when I'm not at work, mute and turn work off. When I'm, you know, away from certain things, certain people mute and turn it off just be present, just, uh, relax. Um, you know, I I hear so much about people experiencing burnout, um, you know, just working months on months in. you know, um, having a family and doing so many different things and, um, just got to mute. And so, you know, for me, I'm learning, you know, to mute social media. Um, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not necessary, you know, um, you always hear Mark talk about, um, good, better, best. And, you know, I want to get to a space where I'm doing what's best because what's best for me is what's best for the Lord is what's best for my family. You know, I can't, if I'm not doing what's best for me, I'm hurting my family in the long run. So, um, you know, I'm trying to mute things and replace them with healthier things. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, just being eating a little different you know incorporating more salads more greens um, you know drinking more water you know taking out you know drinking less sodas going out less you know um you know just being more mindful you know listening more you know and when you can when you start to mute stuff you start to realize how much more space you have for what matters you know um social media and that stuff whether we want to admit it or not it takes away from something you know um when we're at home um or we're out and we're on our phones or we're doing something it's taking away time that you could be spending attention you could be giving out right and so um i'm just learning to do what's best you know um and so i want to start you know replacing those things with You know, going to the gym, you know, doing something, um, getting some exercise in, you know, just doing something where, you know, I'm going to the gym, playing basketball or getting a workout in, you know, just um, muting everything and just relaxing, letting myself uh, come down. You know, I think a lot of times we just keep going, you know, there's times where it's like I wake up in the morning and you know it's the fam then i go to work and then come home back to it and it's just this continuous thing and then there's then i got sprinkling you know the music and you know other relationships outside of my household and just other obligations and you got bills and you're just going and going and going and before you know it it's so loud like it's gotten so loud to the point where there's times where i can't even focus on reading scripture because It's just so loud and there's certain thoughts that are popping up. So, um, take care of yourself. You're not doing anyone, you're not doing yourself or anyone any favors when you're not taking care of yourself, right? When you're not at your best, when you're not sharp, you're just hurting yourself, which is hurting those around you, you know, but, you know, I I, I want to, you know, when, when my brother in Christ Paul told me about muting, you know, it, uh, it really it really hit home you know like i think about how when i started muting certain um people certain habits out of my life how it made space for paul for my for me to meet paul and all the relationships i was making you know but i had to mute other stuff you know if i had all those other things in my life i wouldn't have been able to meet paul wouldn't have been able to find city church in the community that i've grown to meet but i had to mute stuff so um Long story short, take care of yourself, man. You know, I listened to this podcast and this guy was talking about, you know, how, you know, between being a husband, a father and um, having his job and, you know, managing his friendships that he just burnt out. And he was saying how, like, it got to a point where he was just he couldn't stop crying. And he was saying how um, it got to a point where he couldn't even be there for his daughter. He couldn't be there for his wife because he was so burnt out. He was so... He had exhausted himself. And so um, it's easy to get to that space if you don't pay attention to yourself, if you don't take care of yourself, you know? So um, I'm trying to just be more mindful and and check in on myself, look at myself, you know what I'm saying? Um, And make sure that I'm doing what's best. Um, God didn't make me to commit so much of my life like my life is my people is my family you know my life is not those random people who um follow me my life is not you know the outside world my life is this family um what i do here matters most what i do out there matters too the way i treat my co-workers the way i interact with you know the cashier the bagger all that stuff matters don't get me twisted What I'm saying is, is that for me, this is priority number one. You know, um, you always hear people say how their household is their first ministry. But do it look like it? Do you live that? You know, if, if my household is my first ministry. Then what things like like when I used to smoke weed, weed was my top priority. So my life was built around weed my friend my connections I made um you know making sure that I had lighters making sure that I had the the certain you know when my life was 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 built around weed there were things in place that made sure that weed um was taken care of and so if family if my first ministry is my household my family how what am I doing? Everything matters the friends the company that you keep all that stuff matters you know uh when it comes to taking care of all that stuff matters right like when it comes to first ministry and comes taking care of yourself all these things are interconnected you know what you eat and you know the conversations you have with people you know there's some times where people at work come to me and they complain and I kind of have to redirect their energy or just not respond because I don't need to partake in those things right so all of it matters you know and i think that's the beauty of being in a a, that's the beauty of being in a community of faith is that you you get to understand there's emphasis there's people you know teaching you about the importance of the roles you know like there's scripture that's showing you how important it is to god the fam the family is so important to god that's why your family gets attacked first by that evil one your job doesn't get attacked first. Your your money doesn't get attacked first. Your social media, your fame doesn't get attacked first. Your family gets attacked first because that's what's so important to the Lord. It's so important, right? And and the evil one knows that, but we don't know that. If we did, our lives would look a lot different. But um, I don't want to harp too long on that. I just want to say um, take care of yourself and make sure that what matters matters, you know? um, We spend a lot of time, um, as humans, putting time into stuff that's not important, stuff that don't matter. We need to start putting time into things and putting attention into things that matter. So, um, like I said, I love when he says there's uh, there's, there's good, better, best. And um, a lot of times, we're okay with good and better. We're okay with good and better but we can take it a higher level and do what's best. So that's my spiel on that. Um, speaking of doing what's best, um, I feel like I've mentioned this in the podcast before, but it really came to my attention, was put on my heart during a conversation I was having with Jackson last night, uh, my oldest son, is we've got to give people... How do I say this? We gotta give people what they need. Um, I was talking to my son last night, and he brought he wanted to bring something to my attention. And he just he pretty much, and he's 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 mentioned this before, I feel like, but he he mentioned um that he wants to spend more time as a family um, doing stuff together as opposed to um, he just, again, I don't get into that on the podcast, but he just mentioned wanting to spend time together and he mentioned simple things that the one thing he talked about was um, he wants to, make it a thing that we go on walks together, <clears throat> that we go on walks together. He wants to make the thing that we go on walks together, that we and that we also um refrain from technology and be present with each other while we're doing those things. And I just thought it was so so convicting and so, so beautiful. It's crazy how there's these little moments where it's like I hear his his soul speak. You know, throughout the day, I hear him, you know, talking about kid stuff, right? I mean, he's a kid. So, I mean, I expect him to want to eat all the snacks, to want to watch TV, um, to want to do this and do that. Um, you know, I, I get it. He's a kid, right? But there's these crazy moments where he talks about, we can hear his soul speak. Like there was another instance where he talked about wanting to be part of a particular, he talked about wanting to be part of City Church, um, their community of faith, because he missed being in the space that talked about God. And there's like these little pockets where you just hear his soul speak. And it's crazy because you can hear what he really—you can hear the root of what he wants—and so, um, a lot of times, it's easy to just give each other stuff, like I talked about earlier. Um, it's easy to just give your wife chocolate. It's easy to just buy, you know, whatever. It's easy to give your kid a toy. It's easy to pop on TV. But what we all truly desire is affection, is love, and I fit in that same boat where. Um, you can ask my wife, where I just enjoy... I My favorite thing to do is just to enjoy being with her. You know, I don't always have to do anything crazy. Sometimes we're not even paying attention to the show, but just me being with her, just us talking, us spending time together. Um, there's sometimes where we talk and we're up to 2 in the morning, and I could care less about work the next day because I'm enjoying talking to my wife. You know what I'm saying? And so... We have to feed each other's spirit feed each other's spirit you know as i as i as i look and listen to my son what he truly desires is affection even Jaden, i look at him you know it's like there's times where he's throwing tantrums he's doing tantrums he's going crazy but what he really wants is to get on that couch and lay on you he wants to be held he wants to be next to your chest you know, there's, there's this thing for affection and that's the same thing I desire. And it's so crazy to hear your kids speak and for them to have the same desires as you, you know, it, it's just a crazy thing to hear them verbalize, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, cause I know for me as a kid, that's what I wanted. I wanted to spend time with my dad. You know, that's why, that's why I love grating the cheese with my dad. I used to love when, um, he would make dinner and he would allow me to do one thing with him, you know, um. It, it was cool when I didn't get kicked out of the kitchen. I got to grate the cheese or, you know, I you know, he allowed me to um, you know, cook the tortillas or he would take me to work or um I would go to the gym with my older brother. Um, you know, and those things weren't like nothing crazy, you know, just, just making burritos with my dad, but it was just cool to do some of him. And so when I heard my son speaking, I could I can' I remember that feeling of being a kid, and you know, even as adults, still wanting that. But, um, if you're a parent, feed your kids spirit, you know, um, give them time, give them you over anything. Our kids want us, <laughs> like, they like stuff, right? They like stuff, but I imagine that my son. Wouldn't even really care for stuff if I gave him an hour or two of me every day when I came home. If I just came home, um, and I didn't even come home with toys, but I just spent time with him. Like I remember when we when we do our catechisms. When, I, when we do our catechism, I come home from work and we would just spend time together. He really enjoyed that. He enjoyed that time. You know, it, it got to the point where he would slam the door in my wife face at times, you know, cause he just really enjoyed that time. And he would like close the door because he really cherished that time and he just really enjoyed it. And so, um, just hearing him speak that him, hearing, hearing him say that reminded me, you know, um, you gotta feed their spirit, man. Um, and be more present. You know, that's something that, um, I've been trying to work on, you know, being more present, you know, um, It's so easy to wake up and to just get busy mind, get busy brain, start thinking about how my shift's going to go, start thinking about uh, what emails I need to send. But I'm learning to just wake up and just enjoy being alive, enjoy that I got to wake up today, taking in the weather. Um, You know, like when I wake up in the morning, when my wife leaves, I like to walk around our apartment and just look, just touch the walls, Turn the lights on and off. You know, just to pre just take in that I woke up another day and have a home. You know, um, you know, the you know, the scripture says, you know, can you add a day to your life by worrying? What's gonna happen at work is already set in motion. You know, they've already set the shipping tasks. um, what seat I'm gonna sit at, um, who's coming to work, what's gonna happen has already been set in motion. Um I like to enjoy my car ride. You know, I like to just ride around, you know, listen to music, listen to the podcast on the way to work. I just like to enjoy the fact that I have a car that got me to work. I like to enjoy the fact that my car started that morning. I like to enjoy the fact that I have gas. I have all the things that are needed in my vehicle to get there that, um, you know, sometimes I I look at bus stops. I look at the bike lane, you know, things that I used to have to do you know and, and I, I just think that i just thank the lord you know that i can leave my house 30 minutes before work and get there on time where when i used to catch the bus i had to leave like two hours early i had to leave like two hours before my shift you know to make sure that i caught the right buses and so on and so forth you know what i'm saying and so i just take it all in you know just be present you know um sometimes when i'm putting my son to sleep um I'll just be in there for like 30 45 minutes. He'll already be asleep. Both my sons are asleep, but I just sit there and I just look at them and I just think about how God specifically chose these two boys to be my sons. Sometimes I'm just laying down Felicia, I just take it in. I just take it in. You know, we 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 we, we take this life for granted. We're not old nothing. We're not old nothing. And so um I'm just trying to be more present. Just enjoy things, you know. I, you know, so when I'm in the boys' room at night, um, I remind myself that one day they're gonna be gone. You know, we take the, you know, I think about when I graduated high school. How when high school ended, I took it for granted how how awesome high school was. You know, like not seeing you know my boys every day. You know, I, I used to, you know, high school. I used to see Kendall, Chris, David, all the homies. I'd see them five days a week, and then I would catch the bus home with them. And when we all went about our ways and grew up, you know, when when uh, when Shatea and Tisha moved to Texas, you know, when when Kelvin went about his way, I, I started to sink in. Like, man, like I had it so great, had it so good, you know. And so I, I just try to take in the fact that. There's gonna be, you know, there's gonna be a time where I might not, I might see my boys during only during the holidays or once a month or during the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's gonna be a time, and so just taking in this time, you know, taking it in. So, um, just be present, man. Just, be, I'm trying, I'm trying to work on being more present. You know, uh, we're so blessed. I don't deserve none of this. I've done nothing. I am, I am, I've I've done some of the worst stuff, right? Like, I'm not perfect at all. I don't deserve anything that I have. I haven't earned any of this. Um, But Jesus, man. Um, So I'm just learning to be present. I don't even know where I'm going with this, but I hope this makes sense to you all. But I'm just just enjoying being present. Before I get out of here, I just want to send an apology out to all of you um, for the delays on the book club there's just been a lot of stuff going on and I'm a very intentional man when it, and, um, I just haven't had the proper capacity to put in the certain time I want to put into this, you know, um, there's been every Monday has been crazy. Uh, I was sick. Um, Jayden was sick. Um, came home one Monday, the house was flooded. Um, just been craziness every Monday, right? And so, um, August twenty second, we will officially start the Who I'm in Christ book club. I'm going to have all the info in the show description, so please go to the show description. Um, it will have the um, Zoom link. It will have the um, Zoom time, and we will keep the the Zoom info will stay the same. So the meeting uh the meeting number, the password. All that will stay the same for every single session. Um, August 22nd, 6.30 p.m. via Zoom, we will begin the Who I'm in Christ book club. Um, speaking of community, right? Um, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great conversation. Even if you don't have the book, please show up. Um, I will be posting the info uh, more frequently so that you guys have it, my wife and me. We'll be shooting out the info um, to friends and family. Um, But, yeah, we want you to be there. We want want you to uh, grow in Christ with us. You know, Um, he made us, you know, who I'm in Christ, right? He is our creator. And um, so let's get to know our creator and let's get to understand who we are. Right. And and, and what, what all this entails, you know, just really dive into this. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's Who I Am in Christ by Neil T. Anderson. Someone brought to my attention that there's another book called Who I Am in, Who I Am in Christ by another author. We are going through the, the uh, Who I Am in Christ book written by Neil T. Anderson. Um, we look forward to having you there. Um, it'd be a great hub for us to um, just connect with you all and just fellowship. You know, once again, we talk about community, you know, it's going to be a space where You can ask hard questions about scripture, ask hard questions about life, um, converse, you know, just be in a space of faith. It's going to be awesome. And we look forward to having you there. Um, In the midst of all this stuff going on, I hadn't even got a chance to talk about the album Rockies that came out, but I just want to say thank you all for um, your streams. Um, This was the album with the least, this was the project with the least amount of fanfare. Every single project I've dropped, um, I've shot a video for it. I've, uh, I've uh, you know, you know, bought, I put money down into it with this project. There are no physical CDs. There are no uh, promo videos, no nothing. And yet y'all still showed up and y'all been streaming this album like crazy. So um, I just thank you all, you know, thank you so much for showing the album support. Um, I'll definitely dedicate my um, episodes to talking about the album eventually but uh as of right now i just want to thank you thank you thank you thank you for supporting the album um i believe that's it <laughs> i believe that's it so i'm gonna end right now before i waste enough, before i go rambling off another 20 minutes um seriously though thank you all this is episode eight the heck of dangerous podcast um i have recorded this episode earlier in some weird Stuff happened with the audio and all this crazy stuff. So um, this is my second shot at episode 80. I thank you all for just your love, your patience, your prayers, all that good stuff. You know, the love offerings. Um, I am truly, truly grateful for y'all. It's your boy, Natty Free. Um, and I'll catch y'all. when i catch y'all. yee Like it happens every day New creation but the old self gets up in the way Stubborn, maybe I'm stuck in my ways You told me that you are the way You told me that you are the truth So why do I fall for these lies? Wolves dressed up in sheep disguise Discernment lacking, gotta keep it on me Can't get caught lacking I heard he prowling, looking for someone to devour Gotta stop moving in my own power before I know it, my hour will come. Hopefully I hear a job well done. I repent for putting things of this world up in your seat. I repent for denying rock keys. I repent for making a God up out of me. That's what I ain't. No longer a sinner because in you, I am a saint.
1: Unfortunately, we've come to believe that a saint is actually a super saint. That's not true. A saint does not necessarily describe your maturity; It describes your position in Christ and so If we're sitting there scolding people because they're acting like sinners, when they should be acting like saints, but then we tell them they're sinners, isn't that counterproductive? Paul never identifies the believer by who you were in Adam. He never identifies you by your flesh. We recognize one kind of people according to the flesh, but we don't do that anymore. He recognizes according to who we really are in Christ. And so it's counterproductive to say in a group, I'm an alcoholic or I'm a co-addict or I'm a codependent." dependent That's not really who you are. You're a child of God who struggles with those things, but your ticket out of there is to discover who you are and what it really means to be a child of God. Biblically, look it up. I have no argument with anybody except what Scripture clearly teaches us. We are saints who sin. We're children of God.